Leaders and healers, gamers and claimers, ladies and gentlemen from around the universe, from around the globe, welcome to the Power, Purpose, and Passion podcast. I am your host, Anthony Cheem, speaker, life coach, author, trainer, musician, singer, songwriter, ready to go, ready to flow, ready to give you the best of what I've learned over the past you know, decades in, in living and breathing and reading and attending uh, and, and diving into my own uh, environment, uh, psychic waters of pain and suffering, as well as love and abundance and giving you the best of what I've learned throughout my 40 years of being on this planet plus. And I get excited, more excited each and every single day, both excited and exhilarated and exhausted and down at times because I'm just giving myself so much. But again, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm just here to give you the, what I've learned through my journey and hopefully it will transform and upgrade your life. So this is this is a podcast where we help you claim your power, clarify your purpose and cultivate your deepest, widest and highest passions possible. So ultimately you can show up as a better, best, more sharpened, wise, more loving person, human being, upgrading, updating your life on a consistent basis. So ultimately, ultimately at the end of the day, you are then inspiring others to do the same by your example by your courage, by your tenacity. So thank you for joining us on this podcast. Let me introduce my power partner in crime there. Uh, not power partner in crime, power partner in rhyme. <laughs> Cameron from Chatham, Ontario. What's going on, man? In rhyme. I love it. Yeah, so we were just talking how, you know, you and I are uh, naturally optimistic even during the dark times, which um, sometimes, like you said earlier, that you have to learn to be a realist or a pessimist in certain situations they all have their advantage so mm -hmm. i'm really looking forward to the practical stuff we're going to learn today and also um what these two reasons are because i think i could find a thousand reasons to be an optimist but that's because i'm an optimist so. <laughs> well at the end of the day there cam <laughs> Uh, we all have gone through tough times. We've all suffered. I, I mean, one of the things that I ask my audiences when I'm speaking in front of audiences is who would here has suffered? <laughs> not, not a single person doesn't put up their hand unless they are shy or unless they, are, they don't want to be able to participate for whatever reason. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to go through three reasons to be an optimist, uh, basic reasons. And um, from a physio physiological point of view, from a psychological point of view, and from a spiritual point of view as well. So, and but yeah, you're right. There is one thing to be an optimist. There's positives to be an optimist. There's negatives to be an optimist. And then I'll go through that a bit. And uh, there's positives to be a realist, and a positives to uh, negatives to be a realist. And there are positives to be a pessimist, and negatives to be a pessimist. So they all have different dark qualities. And light qualities as well, healthy qualities. But I'm going to go through three reasons why I'm an optimist. Optimist in my 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 uh, one of my life coaches that I worked with personally, who coached me, she did a she did a, a few tests on me, and she said, "Wow, you're there's no doubt you're an eternal optimist, and um, you see the light in all all situations." And then she went through the dark parts of it as well, where it can it can hinder me from progress and really going and growing integrally. So, but let's, let me give you through three basic reasons why. Being an optimist is 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 a, a powerful way to live your life. And there's a book by the name uh, a book uh, that's named called Learned Optimism by Marty Seligman. It is a epic book, and I highly recommend it. And he talks about how you can learn to be an optimism optimist and how how powerful it is from a spiritual level, physical levels, emotional level. But from from the first point, I'm going to make the first reason to be an optimist is to is because um, they done studies on optim optimists and pessimists, and they discovered that one of the traits of a pessimist, they, when when an optimist does a task and a pessimist does a task, the pessimist will be much more accurate in their evaluation of themselves, and they will kind of say, "Well, I was okay here," 
And the optimist will way over-exaggerate the performance. They'll just kind of say, yeah, I did great when they really didn't do that great. But here's the difference, the major difference, is the pessimist won't ever try again and the optimist will continue to try and try until they've actually reached that level that they've over-exaggerated. So that's one of the key elements that optimists will keep on going. There's a lot more resistance to quit and there's a lot more resistance to, to um, how should I say, uh, to beat themselves up and to be and, and and to turn that resistance into persistence, and to go to the furthest ends as humanly possible to to achieve what it is they are, they're after. And so a, a pessimist, as I said, will be more more accurate, but they for the most part won't ever try again. Whereas an optimist will over exaggerate the performance, but then then they will actually try and try and try and try again. That's the first reason. Second reason. According to research, uh, and I got this from Love Medicine and in Miracles and a few other, um, a few other books and a few other things that I'm aware of, studies that I've done, optimists are actually physically healthier than pessimists. They are physically healthier because number one is their attitude, uh, the words they use. Um, optimists will oftentimes, uh, in fact, I remember this one study that was done where they study the language of optimists and study the language of pe pessimists. And one correlation that they found with pessimists is that they're always talking about me and I. It's always about me and I. It's never about you or us or we. And the person that focuses on themselves a lot have higher cases of disease physical disease and emotional distress than the person that says, let's work together. Let me help you. So again, as, as Wayne Dyer talks about, he talks about turn your mantra from what's in it for me to how may I serve. And that, that, that turnaround in philosophical thinking will, will, will amp up your, your physio physiology and, and increase your, your immune system by focusing on other people, focusing on service. And that reminds me of the Bible story. And it was asked the question, um, what's the key to greatness? And, 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 and the response to the, uh, according to the storyteller is be one who serves many people, not be one who looks for, Hey, how can I, how can I get from this person? What's in it for me? And, and when you focus on other people, you are healthier. And so the language of the optimist, they've discovered that they're all about connecting with other people. They're all about serving other people. They're all about seeing the light and everything and helping other people. And when they do that, their immune system reaches levels. And 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 when they're when a pessimist is 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 diagnosed with a disease versus an optimist, the pessimist might be more accurate, and and the and the optimist might in some cases deny it. But the optimist will will, will fight their attitude because their attitude is more positive. They will fight. They will fight, and they'll have a greater greater chance of actually actually overcoming that disease. And the third reason is, um, as Winston Churchill said, uh, an optimist sees opportunities in calamities where a pessimist sees calamities in opportunities. So, so anytime there's a challenge in my life, I see it not even just, I, one of my things that I say in my, in my morning sort of meditation and power session with myself is I say, I turn every challenge into a charge, every adversity into an advantage, every calamity an opportunity, every setback into a setup for a comeback, a pro every problem into a search for solutions. That is who I am. Not to say that I deny my problems. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you can somehow find the opportunity in whatever calamity that shows up in your life, then let me tell you, you're going to live a much, much more expansive life. And, and by the way, I think I want to talk about what 
the negatives or the unhealthy things of being an optimist, because in this book, Love, Medicine, and Miracles, Bernie Siegel does say mm-hmm. it's actually being overly optimistic can actually have consequences too. So if you if you are diagnosed with cancer or any any terminal illness, the overly exaggerated uh, optimist might actually say deny it and just say, oh, everything's fine, no, no, and won't be able to actually feel that emotion uh, of 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 fear. And it's okay. It's okay to feel the emotion of fear. It, it, and it's when you indulge in it and, it and you swim in it and you and you feel like you're a victim as a result of it. No, but the overly exaggerated optimists will oftentimes deny it. And they actually, they've discovered that those types of people are actually worse than pessimists. Because at least a pessimist will admit and they admit and feel the emotion of fear, of loneliness, of scarcity, whatever it might be, um, of, of boredom or loneliness, whatever it might be, or whatever negative emotion they're feeling. Whereas an, an overly exaggerated optimist might go, "Oh no, everything's fine. I don't know what you're talking about." And actually, because of denying it, it, it brings death into their life. It's weird because I'm an optimist, but I also really am. I keep my eyes peeled for all the issues in my life so that I can fix them. Um, and I do it in an optimistic way. Like, what can I clean up? I have the ability to work on this. I have the ability yeah. to change. And yeah. so I'm optimistically pessimistic, if that makes sense. <laughs> and, yeah. Yes. And yeah. like, if you don't actually, if you're naive, then yeah, you'll, your life will never change. And you'll keep yeah. sort of going through problems and issues and uh, yeah. making mistakes that you yes. never really know where they're coming from it's like it's like yeah. sweeping dust under the rug eventually it's gonna like come back to haunt you somehow yes of course so. of course truthfully i i've tried that when i when i started my my mission back in my mid-20s i was all positive positive and then it were things going right to eventually i mean everyone's watched the or read the book the secret and like oh just think think positive thoughts and everything's gonna go well and i asked people how many how many people in my audiences watched the secret applied it and actually got a tangible result from it and then that everything was fine. No, there's no problems left on the world. No, not a single person put up their hand. Now there are that, that there's some validity to that. There is. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not saying the secret's bad, but that's that's a that's a sort of how should I say this without actually putting it down? I would say that's a juvenile or infantile way to start your journey. It's a good way to start, but I there was a point when I was like just being positive is not making my life better. I have to look at real at my problems. And a lot of people that are, uh, we have to honor the optimist the realist and the pessimist in us because they both, because I, you know, I love the example of if I open up a business and Cameron and I opened up a business and we're our eternal optimist and we're nothing but positive. And then we hired a accountant who is more of a realist slash pessimist. And then we had, we're all having these seminars about being positive. But the accountant saying, "Listen, you don't have the numbers. These numbers don't work. And and if you, if you spend too much money, you're going to be out of business. Why you got to be so negative there?" And we start judging him. He's actually not being negative. He's being a real. He's saying, "But the numbers show. Unless you look at these numbers and sell the tickets for higher, you're going to be bankrupt." And that's not being negative. That's being real. And 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 thank God, by the way, our bodies, our our physical bodies have red blood cells, which are, think positive all day, which nourish and love like a mother. And thank God we have white blood cells that think pessimistically and negatively all day because they're looking for disease. They're wanting to kill it. So we have both. It's the yin and the yang. We have to honor both. And um, if anything, people that are overly optimistic, people that are overly positive, um, 
that is a sign of, as you said, it's naivete as well as emotional immaturity. Um, looking and and what you said is is real. You're optimistic. You're optimistically pessimistic. I would say, um, just as I think it was the Dalai Lama who said, you got to be selfishly unselfish, meaning you take care of yourself, honor yourself, love yourself, so then you can be a greater vessel, a greater um, container for the love to flow through you, and a, and, and have a greater res- receptivity to love and power in your life. Um, and so I think, I think, uh, I wanted to pinpoint the positives of being an optimist, but not be, not uh, carry on this shadow that says I'm all going to be optimist all day and not look at my problems. No, look, it's not negative to say you've got a problem. It's negative to say you've got a problem and say, and then follow that up with, I can't do anything about it. I'm just made that way. That's negative. But when you say, I've got a problem of drinking or over smoking, overeating, I got a problem in my relationships and identifying the problem, that's not being, that's being real. That's honoring the realist in you. And then you go to work, you activate the optimist and say, I'm going to be the one to change it. I'm going to be 100% responsible to change it. That's when the, you got to turn on the optimist. And so I, I, th- I think this has been a great episode. What do you think there, Ken? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Let's, uh, do you want to recap those two reasons? Uh, the three reasons, three reasons. Oh, sorry, the three reasons. No, that's okay, dude. Um, the three reasons to be an optimist is is an optimist will over-exaggerate their evaluation of themselves. And even if they over-exaggerate, they'll continue to try again, whereas the pessimist will be very accurate in their evaluation of the performance, but they will never try again, according to studies. Optimists are healthier physically than, than pessimists, emotionally and physically. And um, an, op- an optimist will see an opportunity in, in every calamity, whereas a pessimist will see a calamity in every opportunity, as Winston Churchill said. So, guys, I hope, really hope you got a, guys got a lot from this, this program, from this podcast, from this particular episode. If you love it, join it, comment, ask, subscribe to it on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram. For the people that are joined live or on, on uh, passively, download us on iTunes or whatever. We honor you. We hope you guys are up making daily upgrades to the best self and then sharing that best self with other people as Cameron and I are on the show for you, through you, as you, with you on this journey of partnership. So to your continued upgrade and evolution, live it up with power, purpose, and passion. God bless you guys. Have an amazing day.